360 with Katie Wolf. Join the conversation with Katie Wolf. You are our eyes and ears in the territory. Mix 104.9. It's been an incredibly busy weekend for our health professionals as those international flights from India return. But as you've probably heard, almost half of the 150 people that were due to catch the Qantas repatriation flight out of India were not allowed to board that flight to Darwin after 48 of them tested positive for coronavirus before boarding. Now, Territory Health officials confirmed that because many of those have close contacts, it meant 70 were no longer able to fly. There is now discussion, though, about the testing regime and, uh, well, calls for standby lists for those flights to ensure that the flights are filled next time around. But here in the Northern Territory and specifically here in Darwin, it's also, I guess, sparked, uh, well, some further discussion about another new testing regime, this one out at Howard Springs at the quarantine facility. Now, on Friday, we spoke to the Police Commissioner, Jamie Chalker, and asked about those changes. But joining us on the line right now is University of New South Wales uh, epidemiologist and also advisor to the World Health Organisation, Mary Louise McClaws. Good morning to you. Good morning. Mary Louise, thank you so much for your time this morning. Um, Well, as plenty of our listeners would have heard on the show on Friday, the Northern Territory Government scrapped the use of daily rapid antigen tests for our quarantine staff out at Howard Springs. NT Health authorities telling the media on Friday that the gold standard PCR testing would be used instead. Firstly, are you able to tell... Well, talk us through the difference between these types of tests... Um, that'll take a while. So let me just explain that a PCR test is um, not um, not without its own problems. Yeah. Uh, certainly all tests perform differently depending on the level of infection in society. So as um, the, the rates go up or down, the accuracy will also change. Uh, The PCR test is um, done for diagnosing and is particularly good at diagnosing somebody with symptoms or about within two days of getting symptoms. Whereas, and and also that diagnostic test, um, it, it goes for a target on the virus that also is the spot for uh, mutation. Uh, so that just needs to be kept in mind as well for yeah. any false negatives. Um, the the a rapid antigen test has a different target that can't mutate. It looks for um, the virus itself. Um, and, and don't forget, PCR tests can give you a false uh, uh, positive in that Yes, uh, they've detected the virus, remnants of the virus, but you're no longer infectious to anybody. So that that positive test can remain positive for quite some time. Right. Where the rapid antigen test will pick up the virus itself way before you are anywhere near having symptoms. So it performs extremely well in that situation. And that's where you want to pick up uh, uh, any idea of any of the live virus in um, staff mm-hmm. so that they don't take it inadvertently back into the community. So in, in your opinion, um, what would be a better test to be using for the health staff out at Howard Springs? I think that there should be um, 
a test that tests people um, with a great deal of certainty that when you're labelled negative, you truly are. Now, I did hear that the chief epidemiologist defended um, the choice of using only PCR because rapid antigen tests have a, um, a reputation that's not necessarily accurate anymore for having false positives. But I put it to the epidemiologist that that's better in this situation than a false negative. That if somebody turns um, to have a positive result, it gets checked by um, a PCR test. Yeah. And that might put a staff member out a bit for a number of hours. So they might have to stay on campus overnight while they're waiting for that result to come back. Yeah. But the difference between a PCR and a rapid antigen test is when I'm talking rapid, it's real time, 15 minutes, mm. where a PCR test can take, um, if you're lucky, many hours and mostly a day. So it's historic information. It's not information about what's happening right now. And this was brought up at the World Health Organization on Thursday night about um, using rapid antigen tests and the algorithm of what happens when you have a positive. You confirm it anyway. Yeah. And all tests should be confirmed and not just taken as carte blanche that it really is a positive test. And Marie-Louise, um, when, you, when you look at what's happening in other locations, what are the large majority doing? Are those rapid, rapid antigen tests being utilised or is it, uh, is it the other type that are being utilised, the, the PCR? That's a very good point. Uh, in Australia... The only test that I'm aware of that has that's on the Medicare rebate scheme are the PCR tests, and so uh, by and la- by and large they're using a PCR test. Now I think in Victoria they're using the one that was developed by the Doherty that is a saliva test. It it also has um, limitations like all the tests where. Mm. I believe the accuracy for picking up a positive case is about 84%. And these rapid antigen tests are um, match that and are even mostly higher than that. Uh, So all the 12 that I know of rapid antigen tests that are approved by TGA really have very high levels of accuracy that you want right at the beginning of of, um, the journey into being positive. So So a day that you're exposed, it can pick it up, where PCR can't. And so this should be changed around Australia. Yeah. So, Marie-Louise, do you think that in some cases people are going down the path of not using the rapid antigen tests because it's a a cost-efficiency thing? Yes, because they're getting a rebate from uh, through the Medicare system, except for I'll remind your listeners that these rapid antigen tests are a fraction of the price. So um, I believe that the rebate uh, is about $100, but these tests may cost an American dollar on, on average five, $5. Um, so they're a fraction of the price, but I understand that most states and territories don't want to use them because they'll have to pay for that extra cost if they mix and match with a rapid antigen test and a PCR test um, because it's not on the rebate system, I believe. But if you you think about it, Mm. as soon as you get travellers from overseas touching their feet on Australian ground, that's when you want to know, 
are you dealing with somebody that's positive or not? And a rapid antigen test will tell you while they're waiting for their bags in yeah. 15 minutes. If they're positive and it's a false positive, no big deal because you're going to test them with a PCR. You just might cohort them yeah. in a better facility right from the get-go. And so um, taking all of that into account, do you feel that realistically, you know, not just when we're talking about the health staff out at Howard Springs, but also when we're talking about the arrival uh, of repatriated Australians to the Northern Territory, that they should be having those rapid antigen tests once they arrive? Definitely. Uh, in outbreak management, you put in layers of protection because if the virus or human nature can get through one layer, it's picked up by another. And these, these rapid antigen tests uh, can be done in batches, uh, can be done singularly often, and they can be done rapidly so they don't put people out for you know, waiting four to six hours for the saliva PCR or overnight uh, for the for the regular PCR test. This is 15 minutes at a very low cost and adds an extra layer of care. Marie-Louise, we are running out of time, but I know some people listening this morning might be thinking to themselves, well, you know, so long as we're testing the staff out there and so long as we are testing people when they arrive, um, it should be OK. I mean, um, to anybody out there that is thinking that this is sort of fear-mongering, what would you say to them? I say to them, the 24th breach in uh, hotel quarantine that occurred in South Australia occurred because the PCR test couldn't pick up this man's uh, infection early. I believe he was tested around day 13. He had a negative test. He then left on day 14 and went home. He then got um, symptoms uh, five days later and the PCR didn't pick it up. If he had have had a rapid antigen test, it is more than likely that he would have been picked up and there would have been no anxiety and no threat of a three-day lockdown. Well, it is certainly some real food for thought. Uh, Marie-Louise McClaws, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much for chatting with us. I know that you're struggling a bit with your voice there this morning. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Stay well. Thank you. That is epidemiologist there, Mary-Louise McClaws. She is with the University of New South Wales, but also uh, with the World Health Organisation on that advisory board with the World Health Organisation.